welcome to Your Future in Finance, a podcast by AXR. We set up this podcast for young, up-and-coming professionals in the market to give them some insights into the thoughts and progression of executive finance leaders across the Australian market. Hi everyone, welcome back to Your Future in Finance, a podcast by AXR with myself, Callum Jones-Bray. And Rick Jacobson. And we're joined this week, and we've got Mark Lee, the CFO of UTS, talking about the impact of coronavirus on the university. Um, quite an interesting one, I thought, Rick, because obviously we all know there's huge amounts of overseas students coming into the universities, and, and they obviously pay a premium for that. Um, so it be interesting to see the level to which that's affected the uni, in particular cash flow-wise, you know? Yeah, definitely a difficult time for, for any university business in Australia. It's, it's one of our biggest exports, so mm, absolutely, really interesting um, to hear from Mark about how UTS is managing and, and what they're trying to do to mitigate those risks. Of course, yeah, definitely. And I think uh, for Mark, it would be interesting with, with his background as well. I mean, obviously, he's been at UTS for a little while now, but... You know, previously having been with Microsoft, Qantas, um, amongst others, I think it's pretty obvious which one of the three you'd probably take in a Corona world, given uh, Qantas's performance that's just been announced today. But uh, but no, look, I think it's um, yeah, definitely an interesting one, and I'm quite keen to see exactly how much of the university comes from the overseas space because we all know it's a lot, but um, yeah, I suppose in terms of numbers of you know the revenue percentage, the the volume of the students. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what that actually looks mm-hmm. like. And, and yeah, hopefully it's not not too much of, a, of an effect on, on may, the space. Maybe people that have been let go will think, you know what, I'm going to study something else. Yeah, and, true. And so maybe there's... That is absolutely true, yeah. I mean, you know, and maybe it does open up more spaces for, for obviously, I guess you say, <laughs> to use a sports term, the homegrown talent on this yeah. one, you know, to go, go into the universities and... Uh, and there's obviously going to be the space in the classrooms, but yeah, I guess another thing I was thinking myself was just around the, um, you know, everyone talks about sort of online learning and things, but I don't know. I mean, what was your experience when you were studying? I always like to be around people with someone who's who's a, an expert telling you what what their thoughts are and how best to go about it. I don't know whether I'm a good distance learner I'm not sure I don't know I liked a mixture yeah. I think you know when, if you had other priorities at university it was great to have those lectures recorded and if, if you know if you had to miss one you could catch it up and what were your other priorities well, I think I was probably more focused in uh, in sport and playing playing uh, for the university than <laughs> to studying go into, yeah. <laughs> that's I hope your parents don't listen to this yeah. one then, Rick. but uh, without further ado guys I'll hand you over to uh, Greg O'Shea um, with uh, Mark Lee the CFO at UTS Hi everyone, hope you're having a good day. Um, hope you're lucky like me and I'm actually at the office. Um, Mark, you're obviously not. Uh, with me today, I've got Mark Lee, who's the CFO, Finance Director, uh, UTS. Yeah, Mark, would you mind giving us a bit of an overview of your business and, and the role that you play within the university? Uh, sure, Greg, no problem. So, as you said, I'm the, uh, the CFO of uh, UTS in, in Sydney. Um, where I guess a, a high-profile university and high-profile sector at the moment. Uh, we are about 1.1 billion in, in revenue. Um, we've been the top 200 universities in the world, about 170-odd mark um, at our most recent count. 
Um, we have about 40,000 uh, students, a bit over 40,000 on, on campus. Well, actually not on campus, remote yeah. at the moment. Um, we do about 100 million in um, research as well. So a very comprehensive and large organisation. And, and obviously... Um, my role uh, is... Sorry, you go. So, like so my role as, as <laughs> CFO is um, not, not dissimilar to, to most CFO roles. So I own the, the financial um, strategy of the university and also the execution of that. Um, not dissimilar to, to most in my role. Uh, there's a huge part of um, financial planning and analysis, um, making sure we have a robust financial strategy to take us through the next uh, 12 months, three years and, and 10 years. Uh, we do a lot of work around our capital planning. We spend over a billion dollars on our, on our campus infrastructure, our IT and technology infrastructure, and our research infrastructure. Um, also responsible for treasury, so funding the university. Um, we do fund through capital markets. So we have uh, a credit rating, which we got a couple of years ago with Moody's. Uh, we have uh, investors, um, government stakeholders, banks and, and bondholders as well. Um, of course, being a CFO, you also get all the compliance work, so making sure we comply with uh, much of the regulation that impacts the sector, uh, and of course, financial operations as well. Yeah, big remit. And uh, obviously, the next question I'm going to ask you is, so what impact has this whole COVID-19 pandemic had on your business and, and, <laughs> and, your, and, and also your team? Yeah, well, it's been, it's been huge, Greg. It's been um, a massive, massive overhaul for the sector. Uh, I think um, last year we did a, a fair amount of analysis on what would happen if China slowed down or the international market slowed down. But we were talking 5%, 10%, uh, worst cases were like 15 20%, um, not nearly 100%. So this situation where our international market, which is around a, a third of our, our students and 40% of our teaching revenue was just not, not contemplated. So it's been a huge impact on, on the university. Um, we've come from a period of, uh, I guess, being in a very financially sustainable position, being able to invest in infrastructure, uh, to one where we've taken a hit of a 190 odd million dollars uh, in 2020. And that's off generally about a $40 million profit. So it's a huge number for us mm. to, to have to deal with. Um, in terms of my team, uh, look, really stressful time for them, but incredibly proud of how they've stepped up. Uh, we're all working remotely like, like most people these days. And I must say they haven't, um, haven't missed a beat, haven't dropped the ball on anything. It's been very, very impressive. And, and technology, because I noticed you guys got a pretty good rap from Microsoft on uh, using Teams and the way that you guys have adapted um, to, to getting online. Have you found it highly effective? Uh, it has been highly effective. So Teams is a great product. Zoom's been a great product. Uh, the thing I think that caught us by surprise is it's absolutely exhausting mm. and much more so than a day in the office. Uh, I think we we're all expecting, you know, some benefits of the, the no commute and being able to work in your tracky pants. Um, but uh, Teams and, and Zoom 
doing that back to back eight hours a day has just been yeah, really, really tiring. Uh, yeah. So the technology has been good, but um, it's also a new way of working for us. Yeah, I, I won't ask you to stand up, Mark. Hopefully you've got tracky dax on as a minimum. <laughs> you, I'm not going to answer that, Brent, <laughs> and I'm not going to stand up. You, you personally, I guess the learnings that, that it's taught you, are they, uh, I'd imagine as a leader there must be some pretty big learnings or things that you've taken away from this. Uh, yeah, look, there have been. Um, one of them has, I guess, just reaffirmed something I've learned throughout my career, and, and that is um, that people don't deal with uncertainty very well, but they are really resilient and really capable of dealing with, with certainty. Mm -hmm. And so with, with COVID, when there was a whole lot of questions about, can we work at campus? Can we be close to people? Um, what will happen? Will we have to work remotely? How's it going to work? Will we have laptops? Um, a huge amount of anxiety. And as soon as the decisions were made that, you know, we're shutting down the campus effectively, we're going to work remotely, um, people just go on and did it. Mm. And so, again, it was as soon as a decision was made, I found people were really responsive, really resilient. Dealing with the ambiguity was hard. Um, so, again, as we go into the next phase of COVID, we'll go back from some certainty we have today, I think, back into that ambiguous environment of how long will it last, what will the financial impact will be, what's the security like in the future, job security and those things. So, it's a Absolutely. real curve, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then looking forward, how do, you, how do you see the business of a university transforming because of this situation and and are there any positives that you see that have come out of it that you you'll put into mm. i guess if we go back to our normal lies version of what we had yeah absolutely i think um i think there's a lot of a lot of positives uh of course technology is going to be uh, a positive and we will maintain this this flexibility for for students and for mm -hmm. staff to some extent um i think we will bust a few myths so a couple of years ago MOOC so these massive online courses were going to replace universities I think what we've found is people want to be taught by other people they want to sit in a classroom and learn from their peers from mm. their expert teachers um, from the researchers that are that are around uh, and they don't want to do their degree in their pajamas in their bedroom yeah um, so I think finding that right balance will be really positive there's a lot of demand to get back on, on campus. Uh, for us, I think, um, perhaps a refocus on our core um, as a sector. So as a sector, uh, I think we, we pride ourselves with the excellent teaching and research that's done by Australian universities and, and UTS. Uh, and I think we'll come back to really focusing on those things as, as we're tighter from a financial um, perspective as well. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. No worries. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Um, really appreciate it. This, this interview actually could go for hours given what you guys are going through at the moment. I, I'd, I'd love to ask a few more questions, but we're trying to keep it to five minutes. So thanks so much for participating, mate. Really appreciate it. No, absolute pleasure, Greg, and um, all the best to you and everyone watching. Absolutely, thank you. All right, thanks for that, uh, Greg and Mark. That was really interesting. Cal, what did you think? Yeah, fascinating, absolutely. I mean, um, as I think I said going into in the intros, interesting to see how much it sort of 
the overseas student contributed and it was obviously substantially uh 40 percent of the teaching revenue coming from from overseas students um you know a third of the students being from overseas it's obviously gonna have an impact on the business um but yeah i mean i think we, we mentioned before offline there's there's obviously a, a big part of the the uni is about developing the site that they've got and, and obviously a lot of capital expenditure in that respect so, so yeah i guess maybe that's the first place they'll look to hold off on it i don't know what do you think yeah look they've they've obviously got some massive endowments mm. and, and sitting on great pieces of property so i think they'll they'll survive mm. um but obviously a challenging time for all businesses and you know, interesting to, to hear how, how UTS is, is managing. Um, but yeah, you know, guys, thanks for listening. Um, we've, we've got a, a new series coming up with, with three new speakers. Um, if anyone's interested in um, joining those live, um, please do feel free to reach out to us. And we'll start getting more information out as well. Um, yeah, as, as Rick said, got three really interesting speakers lined up. They're probably going to be over the course of sort of September, October. So I imagine as we've done them, we'll send the uh, the podcasts out from there. But we'll also be able to, yeah, as you said, live stream, interactively engage with uh, with the speakers from a a, so- a safe social distance, as they say these days. So uh, yeah, looking forward to doing that. Um, and more info will obviously come over the next few weeks on that. You know. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us, and everyone stay healthy. Absolutely, thanks, guys. Have a great week. Oh,